What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and it's time. It's time for war. It's time for brand warfare. Corey, I'm seeing groups and groups of people fighting each other uh, with no end in sight. If I just go up in a stage and a spotlight right on me with a microphone, I'll just say, War Games! It's, it's and they just stare at each other, and then the show ends. I feel like that's the solution to every problem William Regal just seems to be having. Just yell war games into the microphone. And then they just get hyped, and then like, oh, that'll stop it. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's tis the season for war games. That's the B-show. Yeah. We're going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk about war games. Hell, we're even going to talk about Survivor Series, because NXT this week that's- spills in to Survivor Series. And it's always, and it's also just to remind you, just it's always a night, whenever we are covering Survivor Series or an NXT War Games, that's pretty much our anniversary of this very show. Oh, yeah. I mean, City Wrestling Radio. We're a little over a week from our anniversary. Yeah, but then it's just more, it's, I consider it like a premiere season. Ooh. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> I'm what? never going to get over that. What? Just, what the hell was that? Oh, I, I, I got a new one for you. I got a new one. Okay. Huh? Oh my God! He's gonna! He's gonna! He's gonna! He's coming at you! Wow. He's gonna puke! If anything, you just—you should just chop it up even further. Just say he's gonna puke. I like the whole thing. But yeah, um, I'm that's, your host. That's, that's, that's just something. To, that's just something to point out. Like I always, I, I always enjoy as much as like any build to Survivor Series or just how much I'm just not looking forward to anything about. Like the pay per view in general. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying this particular one because I do think there's a couple of interesting things going on this weekend, but I just it's just always a nice coincided co- coinciding event, you know. Yeah. I always just kind of lump those together. Well, I don't want let's let's hold off about because we're gonna talk about all of it. We and we have like, oh that's just something a, to point out a million things we're gonna talk about in news wise today because wrestling never <clears> stops, Corey. And this week it just kept on coming. You're Corey Smith, by the way. I'm Corey Smith, your host today in the Diamond Studio with my co-host Michael you Vergara. Heard, you heard his voice already, but yes, Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. Doing good. great. Doing um, well. Follow, like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio and all of our. Uh, if we have breaking news and there's no show, that's where we post it. If it's like the weekend. I'm not gonna go on a show and do a random show no screw that i'm just gonna tell you guys on yeah, social screw media. content <clears throat> yeah screw that i'm just gonna tell you guys through social media it's not I'm, like it, that's the very foundation of how business is driven for most start media startups no not at all we know we have to ask for money first and then we create content we're doing ba- completely backwards actually oh man yeah what have we been doing anywho's a uh, lot of news to talk about today uh first not wasting any time ach no longer Jordan Miles because he has officially been released. It's uh, very, at, least, at least according to Ryan Satan, who is uh, Satin, Satan, Satin, whatever. Hail Satin. Hey, all hail, all hail Satin. And don't you think, like, before we get into the ACH thing, like, it's kind of, it's kind of a curious thing that uh, Ryan Satin got kind of <laughs> legit. Got like an got actual the scoop. Got pretty much got the scoop considering he is WWE backstage's insider, quote unquote insider. Well, he's an insider now. He's an insider. He's so. inside. They um they left the door open just like they did Full Sail University, and uh, he's he's getting warmed up all 
all up in WWE's arm. So this but is, he gets the scoop. So this is per uh, pro wrestling sheet, Ryan Satin. Uh, NXT wrestler Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, has officially been released from the WWE. WWE confirms to pro wrestling sheet that Miles is no longer under contract at this time, though other details uh, have not... Uh, ha, no other details have been made. Uh, the 31-year-old uh, has first signed in February, then he took part in the NXT breakout tournament. Uh, Miles went on face to NXT champ, lost in a title match. Um, and, you know, was previously reporting that he was taking bookings this morning. His first post booking is scheduled to take place tomorrow in Tejas. That's Texas for you. For layman's terms. Yeah, for you non-Texans. Um, and uh, the wrestler went public with the issue last month, you know, talking about the T-shirts being made and, uh, you know. T-shirt, actually. Well, there was probably okay, there were T-shirts multiple. made of the same image. And uh, the, which, which were here. probably which were probably taken down because of the the racial discourse that it has spawned, and it it was a very unfortunate design. Yes, there's no denying that. It's yes. kind of incredible how nobody. It, we talked about it before, but then it's kind of incredible how that just was ran through a bunch of people, oh. and then just straight up it was it, sucks, sucks. it went forward as it did. This would have been a perfect segue, but no, you're right. I know it. It was. <clears throat> I mean, well, we it's could, still happening today. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, but let's let's still talk about ACH. Um, but he, yes, he has that. He's the the the, the way this kind of just rolled out was pretty unusual because. Before we got news of from Pro Wrestling Sheet that he got released, correct? He started like there were starting there were indies that were starting to advertise ACH himself, thinking like, what is going on here? Do they want to get sued by WWE into oblivion? Why? Why are why are they advertising this? Why are they advertising right, this? Right, What's right. going on here? Yeah. And then this kind and then this kind of just comes into play with oh he is officially released, and it's also super interesting that he actually got this. You know, like we have. I mean, yeah, it's. It has happened before with Sean Spears, um, but it was took a little longer for Sean Spears. It took a little bit longer for Sean Spears, but he did get it gutted out and he got what he wanted well, out Sean of it. Sean Spears just kind of said, "Hey, I don't want to be here. Can you guys let me go?" Whereas ACH said, "F you guys, you're being racist for this." Oh yeah, no, the let circumstances right are definitely now. like like very much different, but it's I, a very pol- like I said before, it's a very polarizing situation too because yeah. you have people on one end who are like, yeah, fully support ACH, you know, stand up for yourself, believe in what you believe in. That's awesome. And I'm one of those firm believers of, you know, stand up for what you believe change in. Change the culture. Um, and there's other people who were fans of his that would just, you know, who got really mad and, you know, completely I think it's mo- mostly just got mad at his approach, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting set of circumstances. The fact that he, in fact, got his release because of what's actually going on within, you know, within the talent pool of WWE. Because he is by far not the only person who's been asking for such a contract release. Like Biff Busick, aka Oini Lorkin, as early oh, yeah. as we last. Didn't talk about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, he he asked for his release. You got Sin Cara. You got. Um, damn it! I'm also missing some another name. Sinkara, Oni Lorkin. Oh, um, uh, uh, the the, the uh, unbreakable love. The Mike Canales. Canales. Yeah, Mike Canales. Canales. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh man. Gee, me forgetting about Mike Canales, huh? Well, what I mean, a, yeah. <laughs> it is Mike Canales at that point. Um, but yeah. But no, then, what do you think? Like, if you are an Oni Lorkin, I mean, granted, again, very different circumstances. But then, how does that make you feel that this person asked for release and he got it? How does what that like say Sin Cara, say Oni Lorkin, say Mike Canellis, like damn dude. Well, it's kind of at this point, you know, it's 
It's kind of weird how they don't get it, but ACH did. I mean, there's a very clear reason why they don't get. Yeah, they're they're, they're not granting any of those releases. Well, it's WWE just saying we're not racist. We're not racist. We're not racist. Here, 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 here. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's them like no, 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 no. But even besides that, just like not letting it, not letting the talent go. From you know, from once since they've hoarded so Here's many. Here's the thing, man. It's like you can't sign a contract and expect to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, con- the well, spe- what about like, yes, especially today. You know, you're signing that thing. It's definitely going to be a long term deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, a lot of people, I don't like. I think with you know circumstances like with ACH, like something happened to set him off and say, yo, and I it's don't very, want to work for this company. I mean, anymore. something happened. It was a very public thing that, right. that has something, happened. But you something know. happened. Whereas, uh, what do you call Oni Lorkin, he just seems like he doesn't want to be in the company. Something, or maybe something happened. And, just and this was public. a month ago, too. Yeah. And there's like, it's it all kind of comes together once you realize that guy hasn't been on TV for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. And he was putting 205 Live for a minute. Maybe yeah. that was the catalyst that. And I got to say, I Oni Lorkin just seems like a guy that AEW should prioritize getting because if anybody if anybody could benefit from a different creative process creative system like beyond not even like what an indie date uh, not even like indies I feel like he's just at that he's just above at that level not to say that indies are bad or anything but yeah. then I feel like that dude could easily be like such a breakout star for that promotion as well yeah like they should they should get him and he and I'm not saying well, AEW should get scoop up any any anybody who's anybody that's just going to come out. They still got to build their own brand. But Oni Lorcan is a uh, is an exception to this rule because I just think he's that talented and just too good to let go. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't see Mike Kanellis going to AEW. Of course not. But you know, you see not. people in AEW like Peter Avalon. Certainly has that connection though, Kanellis and Maria, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially you know Maria, you know, worked in Japan for a long time, so yeah. she probably know somebody i don't know where i'm putting this connection to it's the connection is roh Corey. oh there we go roh and, uh, on the sub and uh, ach released um good for him i hope he's a supreme talent to wish him the best he could probably kill in japan but yes roh um this was ring of honor if you guys didn't know yes 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 uh, this was actually kind of broken down i think as early as 30 minutes ago that bj whitmer um Put out a st- uh, put out a tweet, and I'm just pulling the tweet right now. What time was it exactly? It was 45 minutes ago. He tweeted 45 minutes as of 4:08 p.m. Pacific Standard yeah. Time. Yes. Now that the cat is out of the bag, yes, my wife at Real Kelly Klein, who is their women's champion, by the way, current women's champion, currently was fired by at Ring of Honor COO Joe Coff via email Tuesday evening. Not a phone call, an email, and he put all caps on email. Kelly is still very much suffering from post concussion syndrome and was fired while still injured he followed it up with a tweet at dave Meltzer and brian alvarez saying before you get the spin from ring of honor this is what really happened you both have my contact info if you want to discuss that is a very 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 serious like potential lawsuit incoming well from from no from from kelly klein from the the interest of kelly klein and bj whitmer and if you know like and we were talking about this before the show and you know I that fucking sucks. It's that, terrible. If that's really what if that's what happened. Yeah, that really sucks. And that's no way to conduct business. However, if she was released for another reason and it's uh, some, you know, her husband striking. She's back, injured. If something happened and it's her husband taking action, just saying, well, this isn't right. I'm going to say this about this company. I don't know what's going on right now. It sounds like he's he's being pretty truthful in his tweet. But we don't know in this day and age. But at this yeah. point, 
well, what's done is done. She was released. She's no longer the women's champion, and he's releasing these tweets. That's again, and, this and, is and, so and, much. This is very, very, very much a recent like story. And it's a like you were saying, it's a lawsuit. If you know, if it really happened, it's a lawsuit on her end. If it didn't happen, it's a defamation suit on their end. You know what I mean? So either way, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen, um, no matter what happens in the future. So. Yeah, you know, it's the story is ongoing. Yes, of course. Um, but I just felt like it's in our best interest to get that out there because since considering the seriousness of the situation and that let's let let's say, like listen like so, ROH they their um their December show they have sold three hundred and ninety eight tickets. This is a, this, like this kind of publicity is just something that they cannot afford uh, at so this point. Vacant became a seventeen time champion. Yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. So the the ethereal performer, him or herself, honestly, it transcends both genders. There you go. But yeah, that's ROH. This is just continuing to like. Who knew that they, ROH had no Ring of Honor has the potential to die before TNA Impact? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, and, it's and not to say that they're like you know knocking on death's door, but then it's it it's coming, dude. It's just one of those it's things coming. like. No. We don't really know the financials. Have you seen of it. even anything or heard anything from Ring of Honor no one since? I, the only thing I've heard from Ring of Honor um, since uh, the Bucks and everyone left was that Marty Scroll was he the champion at one point or he was just fighting for the championship? I don't remember. And then Jeff Cobb signed, but then I heard Jeff Cobb wasn't happy there because they were underutilizing him. So it's you know it's one of those situations that it's like fuck, dude. You're gonna you're gonna create a bad show with the New Japan Ring of Honor show in Madison Square Garden. Or at least help put on a bad show and fucking completely bury those guys. There's just zero positivity and I'm going. I always to, gonna go back to that. There's just yeah. There's just zero positivity going towards, like on I on like every element of this entire company from the from a corporate standpoint, from a talent standpoint, from like re, its relationships to other promotion standpoint. Like you can tell, like in New Japan is just straight up just giving them the cold shoulder every which way, especially with the U.S. expansion going on. Yeah. And well, exactly. And now they're creating U.S. expansion. So where does that put the relationship between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, damn near non-existent. Exactly. <laughs> well, and damn near non-existent with every American company at that point, except for maybe CMLL. Because well, they're not an American company. They don't have. I know. Like they might have shows here and there in America, just like New Japan does now. But they're not like CMLL America. I don't even think CMLL even has a relationship because since. If ROH is cutting tie is more or less being cut ties with New Japan, what does that mean for CMLL? That's true. Because you'd think CMLL would be a lot CMLL would be a lot closer to New Japan than they would be Ring of Honor. Even though, I mean, for, for, for fuck's sake, like Roosh, he is Roosh. The, I mean, he's he's independent, but then he is from that system. Yes. He um, and also a lot of their guys, Dragon Lee, is he from their system too? Or? I know, the, no, that's the thing. CMLL, there was a very public firing regarding Dragon Lee and Roosh. That's right, but he came through their system, Recently. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but then Roosh is their ROH champion. Isn't so. that where um, Andrade came from? I would. When he was in Los Angeles, I thought he was true. Yes. The original yes. Los Angeles. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, really showing our asses here. Though. La Sombra. I'm, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Um, so it's a hot garbage <clears throat> fire again with ROH, and I feel like it's we're gonna keep saying that hot basura. Yes, yes, basura. And Kelly Klein being their their current women champion being treated this way, especially with all the other stuff that was going on, you know, with the tweets from from people within that company being very public, and just it's there's a I feel like there's a mutiny in our hands. 
Mutiny. Yeah. Yeah. And it really goes to show how much long-term, not like maybe long-term, but then definitely short-term damage All Elite Wrestling has done to that company, especially when Marty Skrull is just, you know... He is straight. Up, I he, that dude is good. I can say. Well, did you see the? Uh, did you yeah, see? being the elite. He's no. on. He's in that picture. No, not just that. Um, fucking uh, pro wrestling tees. Uh, they did a mess up the other day, um, where it was uh, they were putting out the. Did they release something too early? No, they it, they just released a hoodie for Marty Scroll, and it's just the regular uh, villain enterprise. But on the the description, it said AEW slash Oops. something enterprises. Oops. Yeah. So, Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait for him to get the fuck out of that company. And whoop 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 whoop. Um, so yeah, no, it's great, um, but it's it sucks because it's for, you know it's not great. Ring of Honor, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they're fucking running this shit like an old school company, and that's what fucking happens. Uh, speaking of things running like an old school company, just right get, down to its own politics. Let's get let's get into it. Uh, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, the, you can't get any more old fashioned than Jim Cornette. Uh, he he was a commentator, was a commentator on NWA Power. Uh, which was a show on YouTube each week. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Uh, this week, there was a match between Trevor Murdoch and was it Nick Aldis? Sure. I think uh, it was yeah, Nick definitely Aldis. Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, it was Trevor Murdoch, and I believe, yeah, Nick Aldis. Uh, eight, and I think it uh, might have been a title match. Um, and he says, uh, he says, uh, during Trevor, the match, during the match, he says a controversial statement, to say uh, the least, um, that um, I will repeat right now for one time. And he says, just Trevor, for the interest of the story, yes. he will repeat. And if you've probably heard it before, but just he, bear, he bear says, with us. Uh, Trevor Murdoch, uh, he's he's known for being tough. He could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and drive a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Um, there is like several several ele- like levels of wrong with that wrong very there. statement. Um, not only is it racist, not only is it offensive, but it's actually also kind of just ignorant as well. Exactly. It, it, it's a slight against African-Americans, a slight against people from Ethiopia. Uh, slight against KFC, honestly. Uh, exactly. Or yeah. fried chicken. Which is fried chicken in general. Yeah. He and probably Trevor Murdoch. He's like, dude, I, I have a fucking bag. Why you gotta, why you gotta, sl- why you gotta put this in? I, I, I have packaging to put this in. Yeah. Don't put it on my back. Uh, but Jim Cornette, yeah. I know. We're, you know what? We're trying to at least ease into this ease thing into in every which way we can because um, it, it this this was an indefensible statement. Uh, the uh, statement was made on the show and the episode was pulled pretty much immediately after it went up. Yeah. Right? I don't know how long it was up for. But here's the thing, though. This is a taped show that was Weeks in taped like I think as early as September. And David Lagana would go out of his way to say that he himself edits these shows and controls every element of what goes in and out to the viewer. And the fact that that stayed on the air, that, that, that... that the fact that that stayed on the air is a bigger indictment towards NWA. Dave Lagana, uh, what's his name, Billy Corgan, much like uh, much more than Jim Cornette. Yeah, and yeah. there was this, and apparently, according to Dave, uh, Dave Meltzer is Uncle knows, Dave. Uncle Dave. He said that and um and like Lagana and company, the NWA, tried to get Jim Cornette to apologize, and he refused, and that's why he quote unquote resigned or pretty much fired him and i think that's an even bigger indictment because wouldn't so what are you telling me that if jim Cornette did apologize you would have kept them on there like it's no they wouldn't have dude you don't think they would have tried i think they definitely would have tried but it's such and it's such a and it's such a like a, a stain on this company because like the first two weeks or like I would I would say the first two weeks they generated a lot of good uh, like goodwill 
and buzz regarding whatever the hell they were doing and then this happens it's like wow it like not even what's it's such an undoing to like goodwill to an audience and of course you're gonna get those pockets of people saying oh everybody's just so pc snowflakes man. snowflakes Did, did that comment trigger you am i triggering you and i'm like it's not so much i always believe that it's not so much the fact that people are just being so sensitive. I think it's just people just willing to be a little bit more less shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. You know, I think it's not it's not a matter of sensitivity. It's just more of evolving into just a level of decency that people are just somehow just not used to, apparently, because they're just... I don't know, man. Well, it, it's... Well, if you want to get into a deeper conversation... I feel like we should then like i think society at whole it's it's one of those things it's like i don't want to try harder that means everything i've done was bad until this point like okay if you came up and said to me hey Corey, using x product x is a racist company and but i've been using it all along then like oh if you break things down everything you'll ever everything you'll ever buy well no no i know but to me that's like i'm like but i've been using it for so long just and it's like this whole inner like turmoil within myself and then of course somebody is going to be like well you know it's like it's not that because they you know they the i got the case and it's fair the case is fair trade so it's fine you know yeah so if people are always going to find excuses to either because everyone feels personally attacked when you say oh i like nwa power jim Cornette said a racist thing well you know fucking snowflakes they can't handle it Dude, it's not about snowflakes can't handle it. It's about not wanting to put speech out there like that anymore. There's ways to say fucking Trevor Murdoch is tough. You can say Trevor Murdoch, you know, got into a bare knuckle, bare knuckle brawl. And this could have easily guys. been one thousand percent of avoided. Exactly. You hear that for the first time, and then how, what part of you thinks? What part of you thinks like leaving that in is in any shape or form okay at all? You know, yeah. there's no justification for it. It's not you can't defend it yet. There, you you go through you go through the sound check from that show. You watch it. You edit everything, and you decide to leave that in. Like that's 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 not that's not only on Jim Cornette. That's on that's on the people making that show. I did. I I loved when I first saw the story. Somebody posted it. Were like, "Yo, dude, I think I just saw the last episode of NW." That was the tweet that that was literally the tweet that like actually got oh really got, got, got everything started. Yeah, got everything started. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, let's see. The official statement uh, the next day, or at least later that day, uh, by. Dave Lagana is his name, right? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, is uh, on tonight's episode of NWA Power, uh, airing on November 19th, one of our talents made a comment, uh, which some viewers found offensive. We deeply regret the error and apologize. Some viewers. We have Why temporarily you- taken down the program. Uh, we have temporarily taken the program down while we correct the error. Basically, while we mute Jim Cornette that, like, five seconds. Yeah. Well, this is the, but then don't you think that speaks volumes when they say that some viewers find offensive? That's just them. That's just them kind of lightweight downplaying. Oh, wait. Like, I know it can be offended to some people. I guess you got offended. Sorry, you got offended. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the same coin. They re-uploaded uh, the episode with... Um uh, with you know, the comment removed. Uh, the next day, though, they did put out a release on their website. 
um, for some reason in 72 font on my phone. Uh, effective immediately, Jim Cornette has resigned from the NWA. As an announcer of the uh, November 19th edition of NWA Power, Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and do not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the NWA. To, insert, to ensure that such error can never happen again, we've established new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. We sincerely regret our failure in this regard. It's one person editing that show, dude. It's, it wasn't Dave Lagana editing it's the show? Just, it's just Dave Lagana. Yeah. And so, like, what... Okay, so that's, that's the thing is you don't have. So ch- is he just going to run? He, so he's so what I'm what I'm thinking is that he's probably just going to just let someone else look at it and then. Hey, what he, do you think? He's fine. Yeah, he's just pretty much he gets final cut, but then he's just going to show it to somebody else and say, "Hey, you don't think? I don't think you should probably do that again." Another well, indictment on Dave Lagana's it, it, part. It doesn't. You're right. Yeah, you're right that this this is a bigger problem. This isn't just Jim Cornette spouting off a racist uh, thing. This is this is at the company level. This is not just at the company level. This is at a fucking industry-wide level, dude. This is there is no what? proper representation of African Americans in the corporate level in wrestling. Yeah, no, you know no, I mean? that no, I can meet you there when there's like there's not enough diversity at the like pr- on pretty much the decision making. Yeah, end look of at this. Uh, like uh, most the, of the writers in WWE are white guys, and there's like one woman, Dana Warrior. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know who's all writing AEW. I mean, there was that one guy, uh, forgot his name. I'm sorry, but then you know that can be that black comedian who does his uh, panel at Starcast. Okay. Yeah, he. Ron Funches. I think so. He, he's. Not I don't a, know. He's no, not no, a writer no, for no, WWE. No, 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 no. He, he, no, it's not Ron Funches. But then he would like this guy. This I can't. It's, it's does gonna, he talk like this? No, he. Okay. Um, he's just a frequent guest on there, and he okay, would just talk okay. about like, oh, this is you know. Okay. But yeah, no, there's 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 a lack of representation, I believe. And let's be real, there's really only one true writer in WWE. <laughs> but you know one show he's not writing? What is that? It's WWE Backstage. Oh yes. Well, I mean, come on. We don't know that. Well, that's true. <laughs> there's only so much we do know about backstage. But it's, yeah, it's on the backstage. We can't see it. Jim Cornette fired. Let's move on. WWE backstage. And I hope we move on from Jim Cornette, to be honest with you. We we have to move. Honestly, just to put a lid on this, like we have to move on. And I just feel like this outrage, this outrage that, you know, the wrestling fans, wrestling community has since generated, since has challenged. Like, I think this, you. I'm trying to put a positive into this and like, into thinking that we just have a, a nice set of people who are just not going to take this men- sort of mentality anymore, you know? Yeah. Like this old-fashioned thinking, like, people now, uh, I think we as uh, we as wrestling fans, or a good amount, I, I want to believe that a good amount of wrestling fans knows what makes, what makes that era so special, yet, what makes that era so special, and then just take the good, and then just you know, filter out the bad. Dump the bad. Yeah, yeah dump the bad. Just filter. It. Just get your yeah. nice, get your a nice coffee presser. You know, when yeah. you put a coffee presser and you just put pressure into it, you're only getting the coffee and not the beans. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, or like getting any crush of the, any of that little. Uh, what do you call it? The skin of the beans, like you, like that. You when you get when it gets a little bit chalky. Oh, yeah. Man. You don't want you don't want you don't want chalk on your. Uh, on, on, on your wrestling. Coffee. Oh, yeah, your coffee. Your yeah. yeah. Or your, yeah. That's a bad analogy. <laughs> but WWE Backstage. Uh, CM Punk. Came on this week, and it was the debut, well, not debut, the uh, f- first full episode with CM Punk. Yeah. Um, you know. Like, we're not, I, I, yeah, go ahead. 
Just when they think they got the answers. That's from last week's episode. I change the culture. I know, but it's your favorite quote. Is it? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, yeah, CM Punk came on the show. uh, Not really going to go too much deeper into it, but then he... You know, Renee Young did did like interviewed him straight off the top and said, "Why is he here?" And you know, he wants. He said he's having a match at Mania with Seth Rollins, and it's, oh they're gosh. slowly building to this. Yeah, no, um, he uh, no, he pretty much just said that he had an offer. He he got a job offer and he took it. And, and I, I don't work for WWE. I work for Fox. He's gonna make that wink very and a nudge, clear, <laughs> very, very very clear. <laughs> and yeah, just fucking bullshit. It was. It's interesting. You know, I think. Maybe I'm going to have to, I would have to take it at face value at this point after like thinking about it. Like I'll see it when I see it, but then he seems very, he's at least he's very, he seems very true to his words, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, um, he did go off. They, they clearly set him up to go off on certain things that like, that, that we, that everybody knows is terrible. And then they just throw it a punk like that Baron Corbin, op- like dog, dog, oh, I, dog I, costume I, segment. I as soon as they, like, as soon as that happened, First thing they first thing Renee asks is Punk, what do you think? And like this is just so, and all and the, what he said was very much an unconventional way of criticizing certain WWE product by saying it was bad creative, less said about it the better, and all this other stuff. <laughs> it's funny how many things. And then no, 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 and then the the other point is that he said it sucked, it sucked, and then he just turns around to Paige, it's like, huh, Paige, what did you think? It sucked, right? And then she was clearly just uncomfortable. You just, you just see a door close and like her, just like her, like, like you know, oh no, he's a bad silhouette. Oh, still there he's running. a bad influence on oh, me. I gotta oh, go man. now. <laughs> and again. Of course, there was, and then the whole social media SmackDown thing, what they do ever at the end of the show, and then wait, what? I didn't, I mean, so, I so apparently, so remember the, the the end. It was pretty. It was near the end of the show where Tom Ar- like Tom Arnold tweeted about how much he's bigger than CM Buck, Buck Fifty, and all this other stuff. Wait, wait, Tom Arnold? Yes, I'm very serious. Tom Arnold tweeted the, about the C- actor. Yes, though, and yes. Okay. From True Lies, the guy married to Roseanne Barr. Okay. Who married Roseanne yeah, Barr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CM yeah. Punk said, oh, you, you know, the guy who's famous for marrying Roseanne Barr. And, like, he just said, stop tweeting. It's Stop tweeting because that's your only, like, reason for relevance, Seth. I mean, Tom. And, like, they started to... And then they kept on talking about Seth Rollins. And it's just... It, the cynic in me just believe, wants me to believe, oh, they're just building up to a match, to a match, to a match. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I really... It's, a, it's still a weird feeling. You know, CM Punk being in WWE programming, even though it's run by Fox, and uh, it's still it, backstage. It's 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 still the show that it is. You know, I think the only it's it's not must see TV at this point because with Twitter going on, like, oh, I'm just gonna see a video of what the hell just happened if Punk is there or whatever Punk said. Yeah. You know, same thing with the same thing with the Jim Cornette thing. You yeah. know. There's no really reason to watch backstage. You're just, I'm just going to, I mean, I don't think I'm going to have any reason to watch backstage. I think I'm just going to like look for the Twitter video of somebody tweeting out well, so this, this, and this. Well, I'm all close to um, 140,000 people or 130,000 people. It was bigger than 49,000. I'll 100, say that. 130,000 people. No, it, the, the total number was 180,000, but 130,000 new viewers this week. So I it's mean, a bump. It, it's a bump. It, it's considering their time, considering their time slot and channel, you know, like I don't know what FS1 averages, but I can't. You can't say it was a it was a complete failure. Yeah. You know, they gained people. Speaking to building of a match, 
Is Daniel Tosh going to come on AEW? I don't care. You heard about this, though? Uh, the Arn Anderson thing, yeah. Yeah. He's... My main takeaway of it was how freaking amazing Arn Anderson is at a promo still. <laughs> I thought what I took away from it, I was like, wow, Daniel, Daniel Tosh must be a wrestling fan. Did not know that. Or he could just know about Arn Anderson. That's a real possibility. Yeah, but that's a pretty, the fact, like, he started talking about some stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. He like he's like I have a wrestling podcast. It was like a wrestling podcast thing. Uh, yeah, it was like a I very mean, there, are rest, like, there are wrestling fans, and then there are there are people who just know the old people. Like it's that is that's, that's true. A, that's a very real watching. Thing they he might have watched a lot when like, he was a kid. You know, when people and, always reference Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan or all that stuff. Like who's an obscure? Like I, I love wrestling. I watch you know the Austin and the Rock. You know is oh god I love when I go to a WWE show and, and someone asks oh is is the Rock gonna be here. I mean, uh, just say yes every time. Just say, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And of our last piece of news, or it's not even the last piece of news, but I have a question for you, Michael. Is AEW being sued by WWE? I don't know. You tell me. Well, it certainly looks that way. Uh, so the, before the announcement of Bash the Beach this week, uh, Cody uh, tweeted out a, a tweet of, uh, of a meme. Um, it's a, kind of a Jurassic Park style meme. It was like a screenshot of Jurassic Park. And it said, uh, welcome to Pittyville or Pettyville. And it said something about buying a new suit for court. And it's like, OK, that's that's something. He later took that tweet down when they announced Bash of the Beach. And uh, later that, or later next day, I believe, for AEW Dynamite, when he came out, he came out after the show and gave a little speech to the crowd. Hey guys, thanks for coming. He saw a sign in the crowd though. It said "Suck it, Vince." He saw the crowd. Everyone sees the, the sign. He sees the sign. He points to the sign. And says legally, I cannot comment, but that sign says it all right there. Which is a comment, honestly. Which, yeah, but that's it's it's very interesting to me because the, I remember reading reports about. Uh, AEW management just like finding like trying to like confiscate signs neg- generally negative AEW towards staff? WWE. Yeah. Oh. There would be there would be reports that you know any sign that's like that shows negativity towards WWE just gets confiscated. Oh. So and I, I thought it was really that. interesting that that suck at Vince sign stayed as long as it did. And Point. the fact and the fact that Vin, and the fact that Cody the, with a post match like post taping speech said something about it said something about it and the fact that it's still there <laughs> you see dustin, it hasn't been cut you see like dustin in the crowd like holding yeah. Like, like yeah i like the tag rope oh man yeah but did you watch AEW dark yeah i watched i watched some of it yeah uh, the, the, dustin the, on commentary i didn't like i didn't like it yeah i didn't like it i heard and it, i felt like there, there was a lot there was a fair amount of criticism was towards Excalibur him. and him yeah uh him and excal felt like excalibur was kind of like given like well no that was the and even Dustin at one point was like, "You really gonna do that to me?" It just seemed, oh yeah, like it just he, seemed kind of out to lunch. Dustin, he just didn't seem to take it seriously. He's, I, I doing, mean, it is dark. Not I'm, to like you know put drag dark. I'm doing commentary anything. this week, sweet. And like five minutes before, he's like, uh, "So what's the name of the guys?" Yeah. Hey, like, you didn't prepare. What, what, I am right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. So that's all. All of our news today. That's a lot of news. Whew, we got through it. Okay, guys. Thank you. God, who knows? Something might be happening right now. Well, I'll do a Twitter sweep while you start talking about AEW Dynamite. Yes. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite dated November 20th, 2019. Transformers was our movie of the week. Uh, truly of the truly bottom of the barrel stuff, man. It's <laughs> I hated that movie when it first came out. Uh, yeah. I, I saw that in the I theater. I saw the first one. And I, I never saw that saw. in the theaters. Did not. It was just a bunch of noise, a bunch of extension cords fighting each other. Um, and unfortunately I saw the second one in the movie theater, which was even worse. Yeah. It's dreadful experience. Dreadful franchise. Michael Bay, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
But right off the bat, you know what you needed? What? A little bit of the bubbly. Probably. God, not enough, actually. Not even a little bit. Only a whole gallon's worth. Straight off the bat, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. We don't even get an intro. We just, we're just we just going straight. We need as much time as we can. 30 se- 24 seconds of that intro is just not enough. Um, standing ovation before the match even starts. Collar and elbow tie-up. Shoulder press trades. Drop kick from Phoenix. Both try to arm drag each other. Both prevent the other from entering the ring. Tandem drop kick. Get a stare down. Big applause. Uh, springboard headbutts from Phoenix, an elevated arm drag to the uh, from to Nick to the outside. A Sia kick from Nick, but misses the Escalera. Rolling cutter on the floor with an amazing bump. And at this point, Jim Ross cuts to commercial only it only for it not to happen. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, we'll be right back from AEW Dynamite. He had a lot of slip ups last night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, be- it's it's becoming a little bit more apparent. But then when he did that, we'll be right back from AEW Dynamite. And then yeah. there was this pause. Yeah, and then. Nick Jackson winning. Oh, <laughs> um, we got a suck it sign from Vince, as we mentioned earlier, right on the hard cam. Oh, interesting uh, placing. Yeah. Sent on Atomico from Phoenix, two count. Striking exchange, another Sia kick to a bulldog and a running knee strike on Phoenix, two count. Nick sells the leg, tries to go for the springboard arm drag, but Phoenix meets him halfway only for Nick to do a Hurricane Rana. Looked tremendous. Yeah. Super kick to Nick. And then Nick responds with a roundhouse, but Phoenix super kicks him back as they both fall to the ground. Hurricane run on the apron to the floor from Phoenix, because why the fuck not? They kick each other in the face on the apron. They trade, they trade, they trade. Nick then does a stalling German suplex on the apron with a holy shit chance, and I think was very justified. Yeah. Definitely. And then our first of three Yoshi Tonic over-unders from the um, springboard springboarded Yoshi Tonic over-unders. That's a mouthful, and that's going to be one of three tonight. It's just the same um, thing. It's another sure. word for destroyer, right? I think so. I mean, it's it's what Excalibur said, so okay. I'm just going to, you know, whatever's presented to me, I'll just call it as it is. But yes, it is a springboard Canadian destroyer to Phoenix, and then he kicks out. Nick then immediately does a sharpshooter, but then Phoenix reaches the ropes. Springboard soul kick spinning muscle buster to Nick and pins him for the win. Uh, Nick extends his hand. Phoenix walks away to booze. I think it's a bad move to make him heal. But nonetheless, I thought this was a fantastic match. Uh, when they announced this on Friday, I thought this was a dream match. Uh, the novelty of seeing Nick Jackson in a solo ma- in, a, in a singles uh, competition uh, for the first time in about, I think Dave said, four years was a really big hook, and it was honestly everything I wanted it to be. This was a tr- this was just a great, great opening match. Well, I never thought I wanted to see Nick Jackson in a in a singles match. I mean, cause, like considering what you see on his offense and like see what he delivers to a Young Bucks match yeah. in general, mm-hmm. like seeing that in a singles yeah. context, like that's that's it was fucking exciting. And this match was super fucking exciting. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Go go out of your way to watch this match. What'd you think of it? It was a great match. I mean, I once I saw it, I was like, okay. I can see why now they put you the get the game. young books. I got it now. Why? Well, really? Know, at this I, point of the game, I always got the young books. Yeah. I still kind of think they're kind of douchey, but whatever. That's their thing. That's just that's their thing. I they're know, so good I at know. it. I you know. know, like you can have a bad thing, but as long as you own up to it, it's it's great. It's great. That's wrestling. That's wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. Besides the whole racism <laughs> thing. For Jim I was gonna say what well, Jim Cornette needs to own up. <laughs> no, you yeah, know no, what? I caught. I caught. Like I was like, wait, why is why is uh, all you damn snowflakes? Why is, why is uh, Corey like giving me like a kind of like a stare? Like, oh no, you're going to bad territory. And like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Anywho's. 
We got a commercial for AEW Shop websites. Um, they AEW have a, Shop, 25% like, I wanna, off. I don't want to sound like a complete chill, but they were, like released a new set of shirts, mm-hmm. um, new designs. I thought they're... I think they're kind of stepping it up. They look You're pretty good. You're just showing AEW biased over here. The Kenny o- no, seriously, the Kenny Omega shirt, it's probably the best one he's ever released. Yeah. Um, probably get it. I don't know. There's yeah. a, there's a Black, Black Friday sale going on Ooh. tomorrow Ooh, at 12 yeah. p.m. Not yeah, it's, for, it's a week-long. Um, yeah, 25% off AEW stuff. Anyway, Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida. Quite the spot to put these women in, especially when it's the only match announced for the women. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I mean, whatever. They exchange arm drags. She's a dentist chance. Britt attempts the lockjaw early. Sheeta rolls out of it. Britt gets her nose busted open. Sheeta breaks out the chair to prepare for her elevated knee strike. Sling blade from Britt. Pump handle to a face buster to Sheeta for a two count. Pendulum DDT to Sheeta for a near fall. Striking exchange. Judo toss to from Sheeta to a backbreaker. Two count. Running knee strike, but Britt gets the lockjaw, but Sheeta gets her foot on the ropes. Poke to the poke to the eye, roll up to Britt for two count. Falcon Arrow for another two count, but immediately does the running knee strike for the pin and win. I thought the match picked up at the end. I still think Britt Baker is a below average performer, considering yeah, whatever not, compare, and relative to everybody else. But honestly, well, I have yet no, but that? honestly, I've yet to see a breakout performance from Sheeta as well. Um, oh, okay. I know how good she can be. Like she had to, like I remember watching this one really good match uh, with her against Aja Kong. So I definitely see. I know. I know there's a t- there's a talented individual in there. I just don't think Sheeta kind of has the chance to really show that. Well, Britt Baker's green. And it, it's very hard. much so. Uh, Karashita, she's she's she seems like she's good, but there's also something about her that seems a little green as well. And I just think it's what she's been dealing with on Dynamite. Like yeah, the Shanna ma- the Shanna match was a little bit too long. I didn't think they really gelled well together. Are they the taking re- other indie da- or other dates? I mean, Britt Baker, no, but is her Karashita taking other dates? Uh, she she's the- she's been doing like stage shows for Japan on the side. Is she at the AEW Performance Center? which is just the closest gym. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, to me, I think to me, the best women on the roster aren't even signed or on dynamite. Like yeah. Chris Statlander had an excellent showing on dark the day before. Yeah. And it seems that like big, big swole um, just seems to be stuck in limbo over there. And I, and same with Bea Priestley. I just, I, to me, I think the, the women's division continues, continues to be the, the company's biggest blind spot. And I think it's a mixture yeah. of both mismanagement and just general lack of acquisitions that muster up any kind of buzz or excitement. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, it's, they could still improve. Like, I know it's only eight weeks, but there's only so many chances we could, like, give this company before we can really just start asking, like, what's going on here? Yeah. What's going on here? Definitely. Um, and it's definitely running out, in my opinion. Uh, we get a video vignette of a guy who has his glasses stepped on, and he enters a subway and sees this Scientology-like video poorly, poorly implemented into the subway display. Uh, oh, oh, we're talking about Dark Order now. Okay, yep, we're talking about the Dark Sweet. Order vignette. Uh, I have never been so interested in the Dark Order. This really, this got you, this got yep. you interested in the Dark Order because yep. to me, I just thought it just made it, just made it even weirder. Okay. Because we know the dark who are the dark order now. It's not like they're going to change right after this video. I mean, we don't know. They're a cult. They're a cult now. They're officially a cult. Like we knew they were like had followers and they were like a ministry. But here's the thing about cults. But now they're taking people and they're trying to absorb them and turn them into but, what they are. But what the the most confusing part is the thing about cults is that they always try to endear you, right? And to think that they're like they're they're here to help you and all this stuff. That's what at the surface that's what they want to be. 
Why would I ever want to join something called... Why would I ever want to improve my life by joining something called the Dark Order? That is the one thing at the end. Like, they show this logo. We're the and it's Dark like, Order. And it's like, it's like supposed to be like a nice looking logo, but it's like Dark Order. Like, that is the biggest disconnect I got out of okay, it. I do thing. think that this... Um, uh, this should have been this should have this should have been made I think months ago yeah months months ago. I think this creative was a change made last minute I think they were I mean clearly I mean looking looking at that video the video package the video was very well done uh, it's a man who wears glasses I felt that I, I felt, felt bad. that I they felt like, really bad they found like those are his only pair they probably felt like, the, like this guy was big big boned I don't want to call course. him fat but he was bigger, and these guys that like, go up and bully him, stomp on his glasses. <laughs> Loser. I honestly thought that was just going to be another tag team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the we're the fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we're just a- from West Newberry, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. John Cena's hometown. The <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, but no, it, it. I liked it. I thought the video package was cool, and it I'm looked sorry. well. And I can't get over that. The fact would be a great. Why isn't that an indie tag? The name? fucking ass. I'm the sure it is. Assholes. I'm sure it is. Well, the Polo Boys, remember, in uh, <laughs> that made it into WWE. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm not. I just like Dark Order in general. I'm not sold. Are yeah. we recording? Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I always. You always have that look on your face. When no, you're I swear. At the I just laptop. heard the sound just come out of the laptop for a second. Okay. All That's right. weird, though. Anyways, keep going. Dynamite dozen battle royale. Um... I didn't want to take notes on this. Uh, general rule of the thumb: last two entrants face each other next week for a diamond ring. Seven point eight, man. Yes, seven point eighty-five carats to be exact. Oh, very nice. I'm just gonna say what I like. Uh, Orange Cassidy. He was doing nothing and everything at the same time, and no one noticed him. Of course, that's awesome. Uh, there was a really nice spot where Sonny Kiss uh, started twerking in front of Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn's like mesmerized. He's mesmerized, but not Billy Gunn wasn't the only person mesmerized. Also, Orange Cassidy just. Tilted down his sunglasses, taking a gander yeah. into, in the corner, which I always thought, which was a oh, very awesome. nice touch. I do like how Billy Gunn come out and they literally like use like the. They dude. put over his size and with good reason. Dude, like, that dude is bigger than Brock Lesnar. Okay, no, the dude's not bigger than Brock Lesnar. Yes, he is. Comparative to everybody in that ring. Yes. Yeah, they booked him like Big Show. Yeah, he looked like the fucking Big Show. Like he made everybody else look like Marco Stunt, pretty much. Yeah. And that's just that's the thing. It's like when you have a guy like that who was from the WWE era of must be big, must be strong, you know, to get over. And he wasn't even that big and strong to get over. Yeah. Now he's, you know, I know he's a he looked, writer, uh, yeah, or he's an agent, uh, but he's going to show up every now and again in AEW, just like he did with New Japan. I think there's something you can. I think there's definitely something he can like add to that roster. Yeah, he had um, he had still had mean, a bunch of charisma. He hit the Famouser on uh, MJF. Yeah, um, and once you consider that he's from it. an he's from an era where that dude was like like B level at best. Like yeah. it really goes kind of show what is what I don't say they don't have like the current crop of people like current crop of wrestlers this generation don't have it, but the fact that Billy Gunn is able to do what he's doing so seamlessly yeah. from that generation in to this generation really kind of kind of shows I mean, what's Road Dogs gonna come back on Sunday yeah yeah most definitely okay good. Um, Jimmy Havoc and his staple gun to everyone. I thought it was great. I think Adam Page, his uh, his flurry, his offensive flurry to everybody, I thought was pretty cool. I think MJF has really profoundly carried himself as such a hated individual. Like it helped that he he was the one that eliminated Orange Cassidy, um, and pretty much all the all all 
all the favorites. I think he's electric. Uh, this could have easily been real bad, but it was a nice setup for next week in which, uh, you know, MJF eliminates Jungle Boy. Uh, so him and pa- Paige and MJF face well, each other. Well, yeah, Jungle week. Boy and Adam Page will see the last two, and that's where Jungle Boy the, was on the, the apron. But the bell didn't ring, so I knew, and so I knew like MJF, yeah, yeah. and I knew MJF was there. Yeah. So um, I didn't like how it was like. I thought it was going to lead into a, a match right then. No, I was hoping it was going to do that. I, they don't have enough time, Corey. Well, they could have made time. They're, they're, it, honestly, like this thing, like it could have been real bad. I just thought this, this. This doesn't really mean anything. I think this was just a promotional tool for next week's show, right, just to right. make next week, you know, seem like a big deal. Well, a, which you need big. It's like, the day after. I mean, before. I mean, thanks. I mean, it's th- it's uh, great. No, it's great that they're like making things, t- making things matter today. Yeah. No, doing things today to make the next week matter, be so you can watch the next week. Right. That's just that's just weekly television one hundred and one. Right. And it's nice to see that happening. You know. I feel it. I feel uh, yeah. Page versus MJF. Don't think I'd want to beat either. Guy, and Paige is I a, think MJF could lose this match. No, no. Yeah, but I the, think he could. The Cowboy's going to walk around with a diamond ring on his finger. I mean, that could just be a one-time thing. It's not like a King Corbin where it's going to dictate his character the entire way. But I I don't want to beat Paige. And I think MJF, I think Cody could could cost MJF this match. Here's the thing. Last week, oh, last week I had the sinking feeling that, didn't uh, MJF say something about like bow down before me and like kiss the ring? Okay, sure. Whatever. And I had this weird, it made me think of Cody when he was the Ring of Honor champion and then he got the ring. He made everybody kiss the ring, you know, as a heel. So I could see MJF winning. That's going to be his weapon. Getting, he's going to start punching people with that ring. Yeah, it could be. Or he's going to be his brass. He's, he's going to do this thing where he's going to be like, kiss the ring. And then he'd be like, oh, look at it. Like, oh, this diamond ring is so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, what is it? An infinity stone? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. the. Uh, it's the asshole stone. I don't know. That could be pretty cool. I mean, not the asshole stone, but then just uh, have that diamond, have that diamond like be a weapon. And I think he forgot to mention uh, uh, that Adam could Page. be their mid card title. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> fight for the diamond ring. It's a ring. You got to grab the brass ring. Everyone's just going up there. Oh man, Meta- the metaphors are just the subtext is just going off the charts at um, that point. But yeah, I think he forgot to mention uh, Hangman Page no longer part of the elite. Or at least he, th- at least he's, he's threatening indirectly, like at least just unofficially saying, if, if it. I if I don't quit, Being the elite, if I don't win, I, I I can't be a part of the. He's the least. He's, he's the least successful. Elite so I'm, I'm I mean it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, next right. segment, Jericho announcement. Uh, he eggs the crowd. Uh, he eggs the crowd onto booing him. You just made the list. That's a WWE thing. We're about to sued in. A, we're about to be sued in about twenty minutes. Good yeah. job, Corey. We gotta wrap this up then. He talk about his ta- he talks about his cha- tantrum and how it wasn't conductive, conducive of Le Champion. Le Champion. He jokingly stutters an apology and directs the mic to Jack Jack Hager to say sorry and say sorry every time he needs to. So you heard about the inside story about where this came from? Uh, this was you. you, you the said. sorry thing. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, when Chris Jericho was a kid, he used to watch Happy Days. And there was an episode of uh, when the Fonzie had to apologize for something. See, I would have just see that I would have pegged him as a SpongeBob uh, viewer because there was that one episode where it's probably Squidward where, Squidward had to apologize to um, SpongeBob and he could not it's say. Probably sorry. where that came from too. Yeah, but apparently, according to Melter, this has been something Jericho has wanted to do since the day he saw this on TV when he was like ten years old. Wow. So the fact that he did it now is just it, really it, goes it, to show how hamper, how controlling WWE. It puts can, a smile on my face that somebody can just go out there and do something. I want to do this since I was. 10. He's always one. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's yeah. awesome. 
Anyways, let's go on. Uh, he announces that next week he gets the thank you he deserves, runs down Indiana and puts over Chicago because we're not in Chicago. We're in Indiana. So fuck you, which I thought was kind of funny. CM Punk chants all week next week, right? Probably. Yeah. He announces nothing, but SCU comes out. Their music is blaring and the commentary audio is just non-existent at this point. Like the mixing is just super fucked. Um, Scorpio Sky calls Car- uh, Jericho a paragon of virtue after apologizing, and he is all of that and more. He reminds Jericho about why he threw a tantrum and that he pinned him and gave him his first AEW loss. Scorpio, Scorpio sa- says since then his DMs were going off and his high school crush Melanie Parsons were going out next week. Too loud pops. Too uh, loud pops. And yeah. they started star- uh, chanting Melanie, Melanie, Melanie. I love Jericho's response. He goes, Jer- I saw her. She gained a bunch of weight since then. Yep. And then Scorpio immediately responds, I like big butts. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like the type, this is like the type of like banter that you could just, you can't get a script for this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and it gets, and it gets everybody excited. It, it gets was great crowd because over, you know what it also over. too, it also did too. It like, it made this like, and maybe not everyone saw this, but I saw it. It was this thing where, it like sec it like made somewhat like even though this per- they said this person was over he's like I don't fucking care like I still I still like her whatever yeah. and, as opposed to I feel like WWE worth have been like you take that back right now yeah. she did not gain weight like but there's a, like a bit of, a shed a shed of body positivity exactly and I you like know. that about that um no where am I but yeah the Scorpio guy he's pretty much uh, seems like he's trying to course Jericho into giving him a match. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Jericho says it's cuter than Baby Yoda to come out and call him out, but says he's not in his he's not in his league and that he's the greatest of all time. And he's going to challenge Scorpio one on one. And like you said before, SCU pretty much puts Jericho into a false sense of confidence and goads him into making it a title shot. Like, Goats the goat. Yeah. Um, Scorpio says he's like as soon and then. Yeah, they said like, oh, we can't. We need a week. We can't do or this. They need, a, they need a month. They need a month. Yeah, they need a month to do this, like just to make sh- just to give Jericho. Huh? You want like, two oh, weeks? He- you want it one week? No, here's next week. And um, so they shake hands, and then Scorpio. Oh, uh, I love- we shook hands. That's official. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's also a line that was actually really good because Jericho yeah, is great. great. Um, but then uh, just as soon as they're about to let go, Scorpio doesn't, and he says he's gonna make Le Champion into Le. Bitch. Yeah, he said he's been waiting 15 years for a shot like this. Yes. So, and honestly, it's duck season, rabbit season kind of thing going on with this. With honestly, though, it for a second, I'm like, fuck, can Scorpio Sky win the title? He's not, but he's sure. not, but I'm believing sure. it. And don't you want that? Yeah. Don't you want that in any build concerning whatever match yeah, any, regarding any title match? Absolutely. Like, I know, you know, he's not winning it. And it, nor that he should. But it's going to come. But you got to. How you go? It's always nice to have that sense of believability. They're going to make you believe in that match more than I believed in uh, Velveteen Dream beating Tommaso Ciampa last year at War Games. Well, then there you go. There you go. Uh, they brawl, and then the rest of the Inner Circle members beat up SCU. Judas effect on Scorpio, and then Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy go on to attack Jericho. But then Jericho makes quick work of them. Oh, you, you know why they came out and attacked, right? It's because there was the next match. Well, afterwards. also there was a segment beforehand. <laughs> Uh, did you see the segment? Uh, no, I don't get. Okay, here's the. Okay, I never. I didn't think I made this clear. I meant abundantly clear. I watched TN. I watched. I have this on the TNT app. I watched Dynamite on TNT app. And so what it does every time it goes to commercial, I don't get picture in picture. Okay. I don't get picture in picture. It goes immediately goes into these in browser ads well, that are like just as long as just as long as how many commercials they're willing to give out. Well, so I, I don't get picture in picture. Well, so what happened, Corey? So when I was watching, there was a part where Jericho's in backstage. He's walking through the back. Um, he's going. 
showing up to people. For then he goes up to a group of people talking. One was Marco Stunt, and he goes, "Ah, what are you, what are you guys doing? Why is this kid not wearing a shirt? What? Put a shirt, kid. Uh, put a uh, shirt on, kid. You're gonna get sick." And Marco covers his nipples with his fingers. Oh my god! And then he goes, "How old are you?" He goes, "I'm 23." He goes, "23. Show me some ID right now." So he kind of like punked him, and then afterwards, was bullies thing. him. Yeah, and then afterwards, that's why I, that's why I think Marco Stunt came out and received a clothesline <laughs> for his troubles immediately. Yeah. So, uh, Jose. but Jungle Boy was right behind him. Yeah, Jose. I also bet, got knocked out. I down. bet you liked that, Jose. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, where am I here? Luchasaurus stares down Jake Hager. It's a loud Luchasaurus chance. Um, and then that was pretty much it. I thought the segment was great. Um, I would have wanted to score. I wanted. I would have wanted Scorpio to stand tall heading into next week because, like, he's not winning, and it's wrestling one one reverse momentum. It's yeah. that should have been the thing. Yeah. Uh, Luchasaurus and Hager is probably gonna be a match. I think the whole novelty uh, is Luchasaurus in a singles program of any kind, and I think that's you probably think Marco it. Stunt and uh, they have too many three people t- uh, teams. I feel like. I mean, isn't that isn't that kind of what AEW, one of the many things that AEW is trying to go for is to legitimize tag team wrestling? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just like that, we get Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon. Luchasaurus with is a, loud. Sorry. With which... Justin Rob, I I thought it was hilarious that Justin Roberts just put it out, went out of his way to announce that this was a twenty minute time limit, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you think it's gonna go Broadway, Corey? I think these guys are gonna are gonna. I, I, I think they're gonna put it to the judges, Luchasaurus and Peter hate Avalon. Peter Avalon, I, um, well, he's so boring. Peter says to Lucha that it's <laughs> good to see him healthy and that life finds a way. I thought that was a really good line, but yeah. it'll turn him into motor oil because he's a fossil. And then that was a good line. That was a good line. And then immediately Luchasaurus kicks him, reverse slam, pin, win, and we get the Jurassic Express celebration. Send the kids happy by making those kids happy. Yeah. And then the next match, Proud and Powerful versus Private Party. A lot of peas. This is a match for, uh, was the... This match is a tribute to the recently passed Matt Travis, who was unfortunately Matt killed Travis. in a motorcycle... Um, uh, bicycle. Not, not a bicycle accident. And Excalibur goes out of his way saying he it is the 28th bicycle act by bicycle fatality in new york this year they, the fact that they highlighted that was like it seems like they they're trying to make a stance on something they're trying to say like yo this happened and that's a serious and this is problem. how many people have been killed yeah by this it's not just our friend or somebody we knew it's 28 like, yes Matt Travis, rest in peace but this is an even bigger problem exactly as well. and the fact that they wwe would never highlight something like that unless they were fucking paid millions yeah unless know? they were like yeah unless they were done doing business susan j cuman like they talk about Conan. that kind of stuff you know what i mean but yeah. they don't talk about things. and then you could see and then they draped uh the the matt travis shirt um private party on, brought the matt travis shirt out brought the brought the matt travis shirt out and, and then you can see ortiz being visited emotional yeah like he grabs barely. his shirt and to make sure to like put it gently to the side and hands it to somebody yeah make sure it gets to yeah, yeah. it's um you know rest in peace yeah. again our condolences but uh santana builds heat on quen they do a stalling suplex where they tag each other and hand the person off to each other for what felt like five minutes i thought that was a really good spot yeah a double boston crab back holds from santana and ortiz to quen then we cut to commercial one of many uh, Casty gets the hot tag and does the hot and does hot tag things. Hurricane Rano, apron super kicks, cabradas. Cassidy does the springboard springboard code red on Ortiz. Referee Paul Turner counts for the one, two, and then just stops for no discernible reason whatsoever. And 
it got the crowd boos loudly as Turner says to Santana that he's a legal man and not Ortiz. And uh, yeah, nonetheless, Santana tries to. There's been too many slip ups like this in the And I think it's just. It's starting out. Is it this? Yes, I know. It's starting out. Nonetheless, Santana tries to hit Cassidy with the baseball sock, but Nick Jackson prevents it. And Gin and Juice off the distraction. And they pin Santana for the private party victory. Uh, yeah, Good for uh, them. this match could have been better. It was way slower than I expected. Uh, the commercial breaks didn't do it any favors. I thought there was too many of them. Uh, and now there was the blown ref spot. I think I think it was either blown or badly communicated to the crowd of who was actually legal. And um, I this match was sort of a letdown. You know, it was a disappointment considering what's on paper. Um, I'm not going to get too much into this match because it's a tribute match. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it is just, it wasn't, like, it wasn't exactly what these guys can do. Like, I feel like they could have went above and beyond a little yeah. bit further than this. But I will say this. I, they, you know, Matt Travis is the one who trained Private Party. Uh, he was good friends with uh, Proud and Powerful. Proud and Powerful? Or Proud, mm-hmm. Proud and Powerful. Power, Proud and Powerful. So I wonder if this is how Matt Travis worked. I wonder if this is how he trained uh, Private Party yeah. at times. So I wonder if they were working his style to kind of make it more of that match and to put over the guys of the future is something uh, a trainer would do and to teach to others, you know, at least that's just my assumption of it. I, I just don't think it was properly, if that was the case, I don't think it was properly conveyed in this match. The ref, the ref shit needs to stop though. They need something. I don't know what is going on. It's becoming on. a weekly thing at this point. It is. And it's sometimes um, t- a couple times a week. Yeah. Anyways. We get the rundown for next week. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac. Cody Rhodes does a thing. Hangman Page versus MJF. And Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. A Ken- little bit of the bubbly. Come on, man. <laughs> Kenny Omega video of him bench pressing what looks to be three pounds each. God, get off the gas. It's five Kenny. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It was five. Yeah. Uh, he's. Tra- it- I know that because I left sometimes. It's like, whatever. Uh, he's tracked down. He says he's tracked down the cause of why he's lost his mojo and shifts the blame on Pac. That this, his that his path to redemption starts at his expense. So this is they're definitely shying away from Moxley and Omega, right? This is they're done, right? Yeah. And um, so that means yeah. So I don't know. I I just been Pac and Hangman. I would hope that's the last match we see between Omega. It and just it just seems like Ambrose. The feud is Ambr- kinda- I'm sorry, Ambrose. Uh, yeah, you better be sorry. That that's that's not good shit right there. Um, but I just I feel like those feuds both ended kind of abruptly. Like it's just done. Okay. Like and maybe you, that's maybe that's just me accustomed to WWE I and having feuds go out way too long. Oh God, no. You know what I mean? Too busy hitting this microphone stand. I was too hey late. Now. Um, no, I think I think it was an appropriate ending for um, Moxley and Omega considering the severity of that match you know i yeah like i like maybe you're probably right maybe you're just too conditioned for wwe to just immediately run that shit back immediately and unnecessarily um but he asked michael nagzawa to double up his weights and knock only puts it on one side because kenny asks him to and ha ha hilarity ensues you know there was a there was a fair amount of criticism about this uh about this promo video vignette and i think to be honest, I honestly think it's deliberately done because I think it hammers in on the point that Omega is just not taking it seriously enough. You know, he's you know he's he knows what's wrong with him, but then he's just not going. He's not doing. He's just not putting in the effort. Uh, in my opinion, like, and it goes beyond like it goes beyond just being at, like training. He's just actually just not putting in the work. In my opinion, I think the elite's almost done. 
as a team. As a, as a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're I think they're starting to dissolve uh, with Hangman Page leaving. Uh, I think Kenny Omega is going to be the next. Well, why would you do this like with less than ten shows in? Uh, because Dynamite. the Elite have been around for so fucking long. But then, but here's the thing: the, the like it's it's called- been around for long. But then you're trying to build a brand. And if Dynamite, if, and if Episode One of Dynamite was your is your landmark, we're going to show this to a bunch of people. This is going to be our selling point to this brand. Why would you? Because they're not trying to. Build why would it you around try- them? They're just trying to build a wrestling. But the thing is, but it's everybody. called All Elite Wrestling. I know, and that's why you have to separate the two. You have to separate yourself from the brand. They have to just. You need, but bring then up like the brand without. Bringing but you also yours. need to. But you also need to put in the good, put in the goodwill of your built-in audience. I mean, think about the people who bought tickets to Double or Nothing. Like they wanted to see the Elite. Think of all the. Yeah, they still did. You know, like yeah, but then it's the it's the but they also want to see. The elite as a team, not even the elite as a team. Like the elite as they 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 so seem really they seem that. to know to to know and love. You don't know how, you don't have to give a shit. But then like I, a like, good amount of people who do. No, I'm saying like I would love. Okay, the elite, cool, they're cool. But I'm not going to a show like oh man, I, I want to see them as a team. Like I want to see Kenny Omega in a singles I, match. I want to see the Bucks in tag match. I want to see Hangman in a singles match. But that's what I mean when I when I'm saying that's they want to see the elite succeed. They don't. They of course not like just tag matches. And I, I think, they want to see they what, can succeed, but they. As a team, I think it's. Just, I just think that brand is too strong. Stale, for you know, them. considering how big being the elite became and how many people, how how oh, like sh- how that type of shit just got over. I don't think the show will stop. People. I think the being the elite will turn into the new backstage show or the new behind the scenes I or whatever think- show that they do for them. But they're gonna do it for all the guys in AEW. Being the elite, all elite wrestling, being the all elite wrestlers. Yeah, it is what it is, man. It really is. Uh, Omega is facing Jack Evans for the AAA Mega Campeonato for on AEW Dark next week. Disappointed that belt. That's hasn't been probably on TV good. Yet. What? I'm disappointed that belt hasn't been on TV yet, but probably will be. No, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Be, he'll be there next. Uh, week. That's probably going to be great. Yeah. Jack Evans, Kenny Omega, sign me the fuck up. But alas, we got our main events: John Moxley versus Darby Allen. We get a special entrance video of Allen with a body bag and letting it crowd surf as it spills into the entrance ramp. The body bag was Allen. Good stuff. John uh, Moxley enters through the crowd and is immediately suicide dived by Allen. I don't know why I put dived, like it's a like it's a fucking verb. I mean, dive is a verb. Yeah. Allen looks uh, looked like a train out of a tunnel. Like he was like straight up a bullet when he like dove right in front of Moxley. I thought that looked incredible. Yeah. Uh, match hasn't started as they beat each other up on the outside. Allen leapfrogs over the barricade onto Moxley. Moxley drives Allen's back into the post, followed with a belly to belly. Allen goes for a crossbody and just bounces off Moxley because of his size advantage. Mox teases a super a superplex to the outside, but Allen spills to the ring as Moxley sells his fingers, damaged by Allen to on the top. Release suplex to Allen. Uh, Mox ponders at the body bag as Allen does a tope suicida. Mox puts Allen uh, inside the body bag and zips it up. And I'm thinking to myself, how is Allen going to seriously win with this? Because the odds aren't in Moxley's favor with finishes like this. Yeah. Um, Allen gets out of it, overhead stunner, but Mox responds with a winds of change. Max. Uh, Allen reverses a paradigm shift, rolls Mox up, two count, a third Yoshi tonic over under in this entire show for a two count. I didn't mention the second one. I think that was during the private party. Uh, yeah, it match. was. It was. Yeah. Uh, Allen does a coffin drop, but is caught with a rear naked choke in which Allen gets Mox's shoulders on the floor, but kicks out. We then get both men on the top. Allen messes up Moxley's hand again to a point where I feel like it's a shoot. Like, I think Moxley really did, like, met, like broke a bone in his hand, which does not seem Well, they fun. said because they, they were saying something about how he didn't shake it off. Yeah. That was kind of cool how they um, they kind of mentioned things like that. They're telling like, a story. Like, oh, he, he didn't the shake it off. The little things. Well, 
Well, yeah, because that's yeah. the thing. You can you can say something and not go back. To, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, gets at, he gets Alan on the um, on the second rope and sets him up for the paradigm shift. Alan lands on his head, RVD style, aka safe, relatively speaking, and pins Alan for the win. I thought this match kicked ass, dude. Honestly, um, I thought uh, Moxley like looked such a like looked like such a badass. Um, they they brought a relentless brawl that made both men look like badasses with an incredible finish. And uh, how many I, people had their faces painted like Darby Allen last night? Not enough people. Honestly, that guy he is going to be a star. He's going to be a landmark star like for that company. In the future, too, because that guy's not young. I mean, he, his, he'll probably be fucked like from head to toe in his by his mid thirties, considering considering his style. But Dude, everybody's retiring in their thirties now. It's fine. Okay, cool. Um, That's not true, actually. And I thought it was an incredible finish, and I think it was a case as to why Moxley could and probably should be your next champion. I thought he looked so he's great. The, well, he's the number four contender right now. Um, where Darby was the number... No, it was the other way around, I think. Darby was number five. Yeah, Darby was number five. Okay, Darby was number five, and Moxley was number four. Um, so he's definitely... The new rankings will come out tomorrow on Friday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. A stacked Dynamite episode, which I thought mostly delivered on... It was a fantastic, fantastic was it? showing. Dynamite! Very much so. Uh, dream match opener, Nick Jackson and Phoenix that lived up to the hype and showcased both as absolute top-level talents. Uh, Jericho being Jericho, but I th- SCU held their own in an entertaining segment. Yeah. MJF has heat that makes Mount Mauna Loa quiver in fear. Uh, the tag match was a bit of a letdown because of the slower style and wasn't doing any, it wasn't doing those guys any favors, and the ref botch mishap made it worse. Yeah. Uh, women's match was also a bit lacking, but the right person won in Sheeta. Baker continues to underwhelm me. And uh, I, like th- I said, they're doing that slow burn of Baker turning heel eventually. They do that for, I mean, that's just, I feel like that's just She's WWE. That's just WWE style booking. She's been that you're losing just, like so a, much. Like again, that why, we're all just conditioned. Why for. else would she turn heel? She would have to lose a lot. And it's just like Kenny Omega right it now. It doesn't have to be that way. Well, it doesn't. Uh, all this, and we got next week, and which, more, al- next which week. also seems to be stacked. Um, yeah. Like this episode of Dynamite in this time period demonstrates how much fresher and flexible they come off as rather than what we're seeing on NXT right now. Yeah. Like NXT has to abide to this so called invasion beholden from the main roster. And I see AEW just capitalizing on how conjoined NXT is right now to what's going on in the main roster, WWE, and the build to Survivor Series. Uh, by seriously putting on like hot matches and getting their style and presentation over, and I think it's just like paying off for them tenfold. Yeah, great episode of Dynamite. And uh, from that we go. Well, before I get into NXT, I just noticed something real quick. Uh, oh no! Just uh, is, is I mean, there, you know what's funny? Is, is how there, I asked you, an, I asked you about this earlier. What? There's an update to the 2K20. There, uh, today the uh, they just uh, patch 1.03 is rolling out to throughout PS4, Xbox One, PC. Oh great! We'll address numerous issues. We get to we get to play. I get to finally buy it. Don't do it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. All right, let's uh, let's get into NXT because we have brand warfare. Ah, it's brand warfare. It's loud. It's in your face. Uh, we kick it off with William Rigo waiting backstage for a pizza he ordered, but no, oh. Becky Lynch shows up instead. Don't say pizza. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> You've been sitting here for like four hours. I'm sorry. Uh, Regal waiting back. Becky Lynch comes to the back door because the Triple H offered the open door policy, which I'm surprised he wasn't waiting there at full sale for Becky. But hmm. 
but it's funny how anyone who came from the main roster was greeted by security guards. Becky Lynch is uh, escorted to the ring uh, by a security. Uh, she cuts a promo. She says, she calls out Shayna and Bailey. Says, uh, says, you know, uh, it's been a long time since I kicked some ass here at Full Sail Arena. Calls out Shayna. Said, I'm in your ring under your lights. What are you gonna do about it? Out comes Rhea Ripley, and uh, Ripley comes and says, "So you're the man. Let's see if you got the balls." I just feel like, I just feel like it's um, it's a bad accident. The the, the yeah. similarities between Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch, are like they're pretty much the same character. Eh. I got kind of out of it, honestly, because it just makes me feel like is this the only way to get over? I feel like Ripley wrestling? reminds me more of Charlotte than it does Becky. Is it because she's big? Yeah, she's a tall blonde. Yeah. Uh, Ray Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Uh, we have electric chair spot um, to the outside of the ring to Becky Lynch from um, Ray Ripley. Back and forth between the two women. The two exchange forearms. Lynch goes for a disarmor on Ripley, but Ripley tries for a powerbomb, and then Lynch turns it into a monkey roll. Superplex to Lynch. Out come the horsewoman to break up the match. Boo. So then Ripley and Lynch clean house and stand tall together. What? This is supposed to be brand warfare. But it's not. You're standing tall together. So that was the end of that match. It was it was a, it was a good match. Uh, beginning of the match. I just they they need to do something with Marina Shavir and Jessamyn Duke. My brand. <sighs> yeah. Out comes Kona Reeves, and he's taken out by Ricochet. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, then we have Kona uh, <laughs> Ricochet. Oh, you joke. I love how Ricochet just takes out Kona Reeves. He's like, fuck this. I'm gonna take over this match. You know that's very uncouraging. Uh, that's very out of character with Ricochet. Ricochet like yeah. the, you, you still th- got cheered. That dude is a, such a total Boy Scout, yes. you know. And for him to just like, you know, fuck off, Conor Reeves. It is Conor Reeves. It is Conor Reeves, though. Uh, Conor Reeves was to have a match against Matt Riddle, but no. Instead, we get Ricochet versus Matt Riddle. Uh, oh man, just oh, it's, it's the, the dream match between Conor Reeves and Matt Riddle. That's just it's unrealized tonight. Oh yeah. my goodness! I was, uh, you know, I'm I was really hoping. How dare I would you, Ricochet? The finest versus Horse Dick. That's what I was really hoping for. But that's my nickname a, for him. Just a, get used a, to it. It's a goddamn shame. Uh, standing shooting star uh, by Ricochet to Riddle, but Riddle uh, catches him, puts him in a triangle. Broton to Ricochet. Uh, the two traded strikes, like I traded Pokemon cards when I was ten years old. Uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro come out to distract the two. Then we have the crucifix pin to Ricochet by uh, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle gets the pin on Ricochet after the match. Cesaro and Shinsuke beat down on Ricochet and Riddle. Uh, you know. Uh, what do you call it? Cesaro has one of those Fox branded hats that they got. That is so lame that they have the Fox branding on everything they wear now. I mean, isn't this isn't this what makes everything about the Survivor Series build lame in general? Uh, like the T-shirts, the homogenization ev- of everybody. That's every year. That's every year. The T-shirts. But then it was worse. It is Seth. every year, but it's it's going on this year as well. At least Seth doesn't have the fucking half and half shirts this year, man. At least we have that. Oh, Jesus Christ! But it's it's. It's just its biggest problem. It's literally its biggest problem. Uh, Though Ricochet does hit a very, very high crossbody to Cesaro coming from inside the ring to over the barricade to Cesaro. Uh, Shinsuke sets up for Kinshasa. Then out comes Roderick Strong to take out um, Shinsuke Nakamura to save Matt Riddle. But uh, Matt Riddle kicks him in the fucking head because, you know, Strong's a bad guy and we can't have that. Uh, Finn Balor comes out and attacks Riddle, and Riddle stands tall in the end. And then we have the Revival versus the Undisputed Era uh, for the NXT my Tag goodness, Team titles. My goodness. How far in advance advertised was this? Two or three days. 
Okay, that's good enough. Uh, they announced it after Raw, that's for sure. This is Dream Match. This was, I mean, I didn't realize I wanted it until I saw it, and it was Jesus Christ. It was good. Um, I haven't seen the revival look this good since they left NXT. Huh. It really. Wow. Really? I, I wonder why. Um, let's see. O'Reilly and Dash Wilder start the, or I sorry, let me reverse it around. O'Reilly and uh, Scott Dawson start the match. O'Reilly hits a suplex that's, uh, that splits the two outside. Uh, match goes on for a while at first. I felt like it was a little bit of a slow start, but you know, like any good match, there's a, there's a build, like you said. Uh, double roundhouse to dash by uh, the Undisputed Era. Chasing the dragon to Scott Dawson. Dawson then cleans house, or dash cleans house. I'm sorry, I have to reverse my notes a little bit. Uh, Revival, like I said, haven't looked this good in a while. High low to Fish, uh, but O'Reilly pushes Fish out of the way and takes the bullet. He's not the legal man, um, so they got to get one to Fish. Can't hit it. Massive DDT to O'Reilly to the edge of the ring. Power and glory to Fish, followed by a kick out. Fish caught in the head with a boot. Uh, coming off the top rope by uh, Scott Dawson, uh, busted open in the match. I believe this is the first time someone gets busted the open. The gloves are out, so somebody got busted open. It was definitely Fish. Um, and this is the second week in a row someone gets busted open on NXT TV. Undisputed air. blood and guts. We're not in the business of that shit. Undisputed air goes for a high low and revival reverse it into a shatter machine to Fish. Uh, O'Reilly pulls Dawson out of the ring. Uh, super deadly knee drop to Dash Wilder by... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly coming off the top rope. He got O'Reilly, I would say, got about 20 feet up and landed directly on uh, Dash Wilder's back. Eventually, Undisputed Air hits the high-low on Dawson. Dash Wilder, he couldn't couldn't make it to the ring. He was he was too exhausted from the match. <sighs> I thought it looked like someone was holding him down, but no. And then, oh no, Team Raw, um, they come. They're uh, they're outside. They're delivering pizza too. Again, don't say pizza. <laughs> Then our next match in the next, uh Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. This match I wasn't too into. I've never been able to get into uh, Kaylee Ray. Um, she seems a little generic for me. Uh, same with Dakota Kai. I, I I like Dakota Kai more than I like Kaylee Ray, but nonetheless, this match was what it was. Uh, destroyer to Kaylee Ray. Uh, big boot to Ray on the outside. Widow's Peak to Kay, and uh, Ray gets a pin in the win. After the match, uh, Carmella, Dana Brooks, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose all appear to beat down on uh, Kaylee Ray. Legitimately, they only showed Carmella at like, first, at well, first, and then there's just she's a, NXT, and then just a bunch of blue shirts that you have you cannot make any distinction for. Well, Dana Brooke just start beating up on the roster. Oh, Dana Brooke was in NXT, right? Yeah, same with uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. You well, would, Mandy Rose wasn't on the if NXT anything, TV. If anything, Dana Brooke should have stayed a lot longer in NXT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the Raw women come out, and the um, the most heart-tearing moment of this part is when Io Shirai and Kairi Sane, like, it was literally every time I see them in the ring together, my heartstrings are just pulled. I'm like, you guys are supposed to be best friends. Stop it. Well, you know, that's just... They have a stare that's down. Just the, that's the reality of... They're on know, opposite sides. That's the reality of being put through a 74-year-old machine. Uh, Sarah Logan then attacks Io yeah. Shirai. Uh, <laughs> I, trust me, I heard it. Um... Sarah Logan takes out Io Shirai, not Kyrie Sane. So you know, could there still be a return? Io maybe joining the Kabuki Warriors? We don't know. I hope so. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want from WWE anymore, man. It's like there's things I want. What do you guys want? Well, there's things I want. You have I no want. idea what you want. Just tell us what's what wrong with the show. It's like, well, because it's like, tell us what you want. Like, we want this. They're like, okay, we give you that. And then we piss all over it. I don't want that covered in piss. No. It's uh 
I, that was the wrong analogy pleasant. to use for uh, Io Shirai going to um, Kabuki Wars. But I, when I was thinking food in my head, like I was thinking... Like, Again, let's not talk about food. Sorry. <laughs> you want? No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. No, oh, at the end of it, though, uh, Nikki Cross does come out and cleans house with a plastic trash can lid. And uh, yeah. Next up, uh, Forgotten Sons versus the Viking Warriors. It pretty much starts out like a squash match and then goes another 10 minutes. Uh, Riker pulls down Ivar and Ivar gets hit with a knee. Eric thrown a uh, shoulder first into a ring post. Powerbomb knee strike to Ivar by the Forgotten Sons. Riker tries to get uh, involved uh, for the third time and is injected. Or sorry, not injected, but he was ejected. Uh, triple cartwheels by Ivar and the Forgotten Sons. Viking experience Cutler, the pin, and the win. So, yeah, brand warfare. And then our main event for the evening, Adam Cole versus... Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. Come on now. Well, um, uh, are you sure? He's getting that name. He has that name. They uh, said that name. Until he's on Survivor Series, and then it's going to be Dijakovic. And that's it. Of course. Adam Cole versus Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, Cole goes right after Dijakovic when the match starts. Uh, Dijak, though, gets the ladder. At a certain point, he's climbing up the ladder, and the ladder is tilting towards his side. And I don't know if the, he grabbed the right ladder to support him. But it was definitely heavier on his side, and it looked like it was going to fall over. Um, so it's like putting weights into one end of your uh, weightlifting stick, whatever you call just it. On one what do you call just it? Your bar. Your bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack then gets the ladder. Like I said, begins slamming it into Cole and slamming Cole into it. Uh, ladder. What scene. is it? Uh, it's it. What is it? Uh, Panama Sunrise to Jack off the ladder. Feast your eyes. Uh, to cold Dijak though looks like he hurt his knee on that part he was selling yeah the two men are on the top of the ladder uh, Adam Cole slams a briefcase into Dijak's face Dijak falls off the ladder into another ladder uh, and Cole gets the pin it, which is weird because it seems like the same exact finish from last week if you think about it well this one's this one's uh, attached to the co- ring corner this one the no, last week was attached to the outside barricade and she probably and I feel like it. and I feel like Mia Yim got a way worse bump dude compared there's a reason COVID. why she wasn't on this week's show of course of course I feel like she was give her a break I didn't think she's gonna well something did break but then you know she's gonna be on that she's gonna be in that war games match it's yeah. just you know yeah, if there uh, was one week to take it off, take all you know, take the week off. It's definitely this one. Well, she's the HBIC, the head baddie in charge. Sure, why not? After the match, though, uh, Adam Cole is on top of the ladder. Fish, Strong, and O'Reilly come down to celebrate with their leader, Adam Cole, but are stopped halfway by the SmackDown geeks, or a couple of them, um, and then are blocked behind them by the Raw geeks. Everyone brawls. Uh, then that's when and that's my main problem with this, like. They send the geeks. They send the geeks, and so I have. Ze- and then these guys are not going to be in the elimination match. Like they, these guys have zero bearing bearing on what the fuck is going on in Survivor Series. And they I should have sent the people who were in the match. Honestly, Baron, Braun, Roman. You know what I mean? Yeah. SmackDown team. Yeah. Why wasn't Roman? I feel like why wasn't Roman Reigns in this? Where show? is Roman? Maybe because I've been watching SmackDown. But <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> where the fuck is Roman? That's true. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways, uh, then out of nowhere, McIntyre appears and hits uh, Adam Cole with a massive claymore. No, he mi- he hits Dijakovic. Oh, Dijakovic, you're right. You're and right. it's you're simply right. the best looking claymore I have seen in years. Uh, McIntyre does the little suck it sign to the camera. Um, that's when Keith Lee gets in and I they believe- stare each other. No, no, no. They stare each other down and then what? Ivar comes out? Ivar? No, Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I it's think. not like we watched this like an hour an ago. An hour ago. Yeah. Uh, that's when I, well, um, McIntyre was taken out. Ivar and Lee, though, come face to face. 
Uh, they do stereo suicide dives at the outside, taking everybody out. Uh, that's when Adam Cole's in the ring and is super kicked by Seth Rollins. He's back in NXT. Oh, how very cool. I am cool. That's when Champa comes down to the ring uh, and uh, go try. It, looks there, down. Let's not let's not ignore the fact that there was. We'll get there. We'll get oh, there. Okay. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah. Champa comes down, stares down Rollins, but strikes Adam Cole. He gets in the ring, stares down Seth Rollins, and that's I like that's a nice touch. That uh, Champa is still his eyes is still on the prize in regards to the NXT Championship. Yeah, I feel like he's the only person who gives a fuck about anything. Uh, Seth is in the ring and uh, the. The, he's booed, and the chants of Seth's not cool begin. Right? Yep. Seth, the Seth's not cool chants, right? I just realized something. Did we talk about Ricochet versus Matt Riddle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, horse dick. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. That's why, maybe that's why I was thinking about horse dick. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes, yeah, Seth's not cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it and he's playing into it for a second, too. Seth is not cool. He sucks. I hate Seth. I don't hate oh, Seth. Oh, I hate him. He's, He's horrible. I'll say this. Like, I want to like Seth. He's making a really bad case for himself. You know, like like what CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk said on the show, you know, stop tweeting. You know, you're not, you're only, ma- you're only making it worse. You're fighting, yeah. you're fighting a fire with gasoline. Um, sometimes, Smart. sometimes the best, the best thing to do is to just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. S-T-F-U. Um, but I do, because, but then I do see very of little of what little there is to it i do see some merit or no nobility to seth Rollins, whatever seth Rollins is doing he's putting the company that's putting he's putting the company over that he has been con- consistently pushed as their top person you know um he's towing the company line and he's just being he's being a good seth soldier Rollins. he's being a he's being a good soldier to whatever the fuck he's doing it's, yeah but the unfortunate part is that company is wwe you know definitely yeah. there's a and there's a modicum of negativity towards no i don't know if you know about this Corey, but wwe gets a fair amount of negative criticism by their wayside wait what <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, no, I, I, of course, I, I get it. And then, so once it. you go to bat for WWE, you just have that, you just have that kiss ass kind of thing going on, on yourself, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like everyone's working for WWE, so it's like it's the same for fucking everybody that works there. That's true. So if you really want to get into it, then you know we can get. But you know what I mean? It's it's one yeah. of those things. Like either we peel back the layer for everybody and say everybody that works for that company is deplorable. And and that's not true. It's not. But you know, what I'm saying like, or we can pick and choose and say Seth Rollins, you suck because you're the most vocal. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know. it's just, it, again, it's just it could just be a case by case basis. And in the case of Seth Rollins, he's just he's not he's he's not hel- he's definitely not helping himself yeah. in that regards. Oh, definitely. And that was NXT. That was NXT. And now. We're not done yet. This is a massive episode. I mean, yeah, no, we, I know. Yeah, uh, probably another 10 minutes. Thank you guys for sticking, staying tuned. Uh, but no, let's talk about... Uh, TakeOver and Survivor Series. Oh, God. War Games. Yes. NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, let's start off uh, with... There's four matches announced. 
for Thank the card. God. Who uh, knows? They might have a fifth one, a fifth card, a fifth we, match. We got some predicting to do because there is a lot of things to predict here. Uh, the first match tonight, Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane versus uh, Damian Priest for number one contendership for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. I see Pete Dunn winning this because I, he's the only face in that fucking uh, in that fucking match and Adam Cole's a heel. What are you going to do? Heel versus heel? No, face versus heel. I agree with you on that. The only reason... I, I, well, also, I, it's a great match. That too. Um, but I think Pete Dunn's the most notable person on this in this match unless yeah. they're going to build Damian Priest. Damian Priest I can see would be my second choice yeah. to win this um, because no, no one's going to Also fun him. fact uh, that very building that they're going into is the site of Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn where Pete Dunn won the UK championship. Is it? Oh is it the same place that CM Punk won the title? Yeah Chicago. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, CM Punk's going to win the title at Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll win this fucking match. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that it's just um, he's the most notable person in this. Like you can, if you wanted to build up Damian Priest, you can because he was on TV more often than Pete Dunn on least main roster. Um, and if Vince wants to, the only person that, if I Vince mean, is trying to get Pete him to the Dunn main and roster. Damian Priest have the same amount of TV time because they're no, no. no Pete Dunn has not been on the main roster as much. Pete Dunn has probably been two, twice. Are you, ta- are you talking about main roster? Or are you talking about NXT? I'm talking about the Brad Warfare. The, the you know every time they would invade Raw or SmackDown, Damian Priest would be there. Whereas Pete Dunne was there, I think twice. That's what I'm talking it's, about. Uh, yeah. That's Anyways, whatever. Next match, Pete Dunne wins that triple threat match, but he loses to Adam Cole. Well, we'll get there. Matt, or, you know, just letting you know, man. Matt Dunn versus Pete Riddle. I don't. You're messing me up now. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle versus uh, Finn Balor. Amen. Should be an excellent match. I'm going. I'm going. The boy, the real rock and roller, Finn Balor. And he, I feel like back. he should be winning. And it's kind of too bad because Matt Riddle has been sort of, I don't want to say limbo, but he's definitely in some weird spot in, on NXT. I still believe that dude is going to be the be all end all for the NXT brand he's in general. Goldberg. Um, sure, why not? That's that's more money in his pocket at that point. Um, but yeah, Balor, he definitely should win this match just because it's his first match in the NXT under yeah. the NXT brand. I, that's very much a selling point for this takeover, in my opinion. You get Stephen mm. Balor. Yeah. He's back in action for the first time since SummerSlam against yeah. The Fiend, which, God, feels like years ago. Wait, Finn Balor? What? Finn, Finn Balor versus The Fiend? What are you talking about? SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. This is his first match since his yeah, match against right. The Fiend. Okay, now I got yeah. it. I got it. Um, should be great. Uh, give these guys 20 minutes. Uh They'll 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 bring it, but then Matt Riddle, they got to have something planned for him, or else, or else, or know. else. Uh, next up, we have a War Games match. Uh, we have the Undisputed Era: Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong versus the team of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Predict. <laughs> and who wins? Who is their fourth person? Uh, there was definitely people like wanting Velveteen Dream to be that mystery person, but I think his injury is a little bit is a bit too significant for him to you know be returning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he could he could have minimum minimal action. He could be the last person. Yeah, going in going out of the going into the war games but it, chamber. It wouldn't be a surprise because everybody goes into a, a cell like a cell to begin. You know what I mean? Mm. You don't like come out from the back. And your music hits. Oh God! You think there's gonna be a cell? You think they're just gonna enter one by one, entrance one by one? You know, last year there was two cells. I know, I know, I know. But then they don't have to do that. They will. Whatever. They will. Because the year before they had three cells. They could have Kushida. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I think, but then he has no reason of why he should be mad at Undisputed Era. That seems a bit random, but it would be kind of a nice return. He's a face. That's why. Yep. 
That's and, kind of the justification for a lot and of they, things. They could build them up for a North American title match after this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, but who do you see winning the match? It has to be the faces. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. It has to be the faces. Um, just but, to set up con- title because like they're all champions. They need to set up contenders. Yeah. So what better way than to have the people win the win the war games match just to set up future programs for that stuff? Uh, yeah. No, I I definitely see it. Um, and for the fourth guy, uh, I mean, just because I don't want to agree on everything, uh, I'm gonna say Leo Rush. He's not in a match. He's on NXT. He's a champion. He came to collect. He Yeah, he came to collect. He's a champion, and he's the only champion not on the War Games card for NXT. Eh, give, him what's, give him what's Even his. Kaylee Ray is on the War Games card. I mean, Walter, maybe Walter, but he, he was not going to join another team from Imperium. Yeah, dude, what's up with that now? I, Walter just seems non-existent. Maybe he's on the team. Well, we don't watch NXT maybe, UK, may, so. No, maybe he's on the NXT team for Sunday, Survivor Series. Uh, Who knows? I don't think so. I, I just don't. But we'll, we'll, get well then that'd be too bad. We'll get there. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. This is probably main Io eventing. Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. This is probably main eventing, I'm gonna, as it should be, too. I'm, I'm going uh, heels in this uh, situation. I feel like that's probably going to happen. I feel like um, I still think that I think we're going to get... I think Shayna Baszler needs to look strong heading into Survivor Series. I still think we're going to get Dakota Kai turn. And, and, and I think that's and that's going to be like the last... Gonna, she's going to be the one reason why they lose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. It, it, it sucks, but you know, it also like it's I'm not just, looking forward to that. This whole thing to me is weird because the last time I saw Ripley, she was a, a heel, and now she's come back as a face, and now she's leading this group. And I just want her to turn back into a heel. And to you think she's it, better as a heel? Yeah, I think Ray Ripley. I think Ray Ripley's. I think she's good at whatever she's doing. Honestly, well, yeah, like she's just, she's, she's good. Twitch. She's just as good as being a face. Unless she's, she's on being Twitch, a heel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's anybody on social media, I guess, right? Um, so you choose the heels as well? Yeah. Let's... All right. Let's go to day number two. Oh, you can choose the faces? Just No, no. I, I chose them. <laughs> okay. uh, let's go to day two. Uh, we have uh, day two. Uh, Survivor Series. Uh, WWE. Oh, yes. Yeah, the big one, apparently. Brand Warfare. Uh, kick it off with Adam Cole versus, like, our prediction, Pete Dunne. Uh, and then I think Adam Cole is going to win this. It has to be Adam Cole at this point. This again, like I feel like this Survivor Series NXT needs to be strong. Needs to be strong. I don't know if it will be. You know, considering the seventy last year, the seventy-four year old machine. Um, then we have the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus uh, your buddy Daniel Bryan. Yeah, this just seems this just kind of comes off as just super insignificant and in, a slow build in, in comparison to everything else or on a, this show. A, a really fast build. Uh, I mean the Fiend. Rush. He's probably he has to retain this. Uh, and uh, but then if anything, I'm only asking one thing: no more red light. It's gonna happen, dude. Okay, sure, whatever. I don't um, care. Maybe Daniel Bryan put a green light on. Oh, Christmas. Oh, I thought I meant green light like that fucking Flo Rida song. Give me the green light. Because I'm ready to go. Because uh, I'm, I'm ready to go if that happens. I know. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan wins by DQ. The only thing I could think of. It's terrible. That's, I know. It's the absolutely worst thing you could do. Like, of course. Of course it's going to happen. Yeah. I know. It's the worst thing that, you could do. You know do. what? Fuck it's it. That's happen. my choice. Next up, uh, AJ Styles, the United States champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental champion versus Roderick Strong, the North American champion. This don't need a build up. Just make it happen. And people are just going to fucking watch it. And it'll probably be great. And I think Roderick Strong should win this. I think Roderick Strong is going to win this. He's probably going to take the fall. Honestly, it's and AJ Styles is going to win. I think I have it. I have AJ Styles. I think he's going to be the only Raw win. Oh, you think so, AJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viking, yeah. Because I could see New Day win. Yeah, we'll get there. But um, 
Yeah, fuck it. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go Roderick because I think Undisputed Era needs to stand tall. I think somebody needs to stand tall. And but I think, they'll have stand an, I think tall. they'll have enough. I think they'll have enough. And Roderick is probably going to take the fall. Yeah. Um, and that could lead to like, oh, you're the only one who lost Roderick Strong. You're no longer a member of Undisputed Era. Like, That's not down the happen. Down the line. Down the line. Yeah. Not now. Uh, and then we have uh, we have well, we got some more predicting to do. We got Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus am... Team SmackDown: Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, and King Corbin. Oh, and Shorty G. I'm sorry. Uh, versus Team X- NXT, TBA. Who's on? T- it's Team just NXT? Imperium. It could be. It could be all the champions. Or it could be all the singles champions. So was, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, Walter, Walter, uh, Leo Rush, Leo Rush, and is that it? <laughs> I think so. Uh, no, or it'd be the tag teams. Uh, yeah. Not Leo Rush, but then just the tag. Well, I would take Walter out of that. The point. Well, then it would just be Undisputed Era and. Well, Leo see, look, Rush. Undisputed Era. I'm I'm like showing you the graph in graphics with my fingers. Undisputed Era. Four. Walter, Adam Cole. Oh, you and Walter. But North America. Oh, Roger Strong. Roger Strong. Roger Strong. Adam Cole. Undisputed Era and. <laughs> oh no, they're in a match too. Uh, that's they're true. already in a match, so they can't. All all of them are in matches. So that's the hook. You got to watch Sunday. Who the hell is going to be on Team NXT? Oh, they'll probably announce it on Friday. Honestly, I'm picking my team right now. It's going to be Keith Lee, Dijakovic, Leo Rush. It's going to be fucking the War Games team plus one more plus somebody from like Kevin Owens, Kushida. No, 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 Kushida Kevin Owens. Be. I something dude is Kevin Owens on the Raw team no no but he's but every but you know for the past couple weeks Triple H they, yeah, they, did that tease. They, did, they did that tease so I think someone's know. gonna join the NXT team I don't think um, I don't think the, Kevin Owens I mean and I that's the Kevin start would be of somebody pretty... coming back to NXT you see what I'm saying it's just that they were saying NXT's gonna be oh there's gonna be more main roster so eventually yeah. they're gonna have to do that sure whatever uh, who do you got winning this match <sighs> or who do you think's on the team I mean uh, I don't. Th- I'm. I'm not trying to think of who's on the team. I think SmackDown's probably gonna. Win. Eh. I want to say NXT. Time. I want to see NXT for the men. I'm gonna see NXT for the men's elimination. Yeah. I think. I think that's gonna happen. Okay. Nice. Nice. I like that. And then we got the uh, the women's elimination match. Uh, team Raw: Charlotte, Natalya. No. Char- sorry. Charlotte, Natty, Oscar, Kyrie, Saint, and Sarah Logan versus Team SmackDown: <laughs> Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Yeah. Where was Sasha Banks on? Uh. Fucking NXT versus Team NXT TBA. I think I think this is the one where SmackDown wins this, and I think Sasha Banks will like come out of this being the sole survivor. She needs something, and I think this is going to be a thing for her. I think so. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I th- well, sole survivor, you think? Sure. Why out not? of fifteen people? Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's only going to be <laughs> so many people. Uh, Viking Raiders versus uh, the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. It's a bummer that Revival got bumped off of this but i guess i guess you need a new day on this card yeah um, um I'm, I'm gonna go new day new, th- you would think new day i think new day Smackdown. yeah um because they're the probably the most they're super over on the main roster you think nobody the, hates you, but are you choosing the new day because they need this win kind of yeah but i also think the ways like ivar and eric they could win uh, they could so i mean but i don't see them Anyway, no matter how you do it, Fish and O'Reilly, they're taking that pin. Oh, that's that's a that's too bad because I feel like I yeah. I, I, I kind of do want Fish and O'Reilly to win. You know what how Vince? Fucking you know what Vince thinks are. of when he sees Fish and O'Reilly? Where's the beef? Oh Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, Where's stop the it. Beef? Um, that's that's too bad. That is too bad. But I I see the new day winning this. Uh, the. Brand supremacy match, uh, Becky Lynch versus Bailey. Everything is brand supremacy. This Corey. is labeled brand supremacy triple threat match. Okay, uh, Wikipedia, come on, get your shit together. Um, 
Shayna Baszler versus Bailey versus Becky Lynch. I think Shayna Baszler needs to pin Becky Lynch. I don't think this match, match happens. What the fuck? How, what do you think is going to happen? I think we're going to get horsewoman versus horsewoman. Oh God, no! Please, right, we're going to get a showdown of sorts, dude. That's my prediction for. Don't this do match. it! Don't do it in this pay per view. I think that I. I honestly, here's the thing. I honestly think Shayna Baszler At Survivor Series. I think Shayna Baszler is going to win this match, pinning Becky Lynch, and then she, I. I honestly believe that Shayna Baszler is getting called up and be the possible and be the WrestleMania program for Becky Lynch. There's that Ronda connection. There's this and you have the you have the connection of her Shayna beating Becky Lynch in a non-title match but having the best of her. Yeah. So having something that's a cling on to. Yeah. I would I would probably have Becky I think it's going to be it would be pretty interesting for Shayna ba- like for Shayna Baszler to win the Rumble, the Women's Rumble to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania and yeah. I think that's probably going to happen. Oh yeah, but I still think personally I think I heard people were talking about Ronda's retirement. Ronda's going to uh, announce retirement soon. That's people rumblings. Well, I don't care. I'm uh, just saying. I still think she's going to want to do one more thing before she retires. I and I think this if is... She's going to get fucking wedged into this program. Yeah. The most, the most... The program that she was supposed to be wedged into from the beginning. Oh, Jesus. Because that, that was that the plan, be, right? Would, that would be... I mean, yeah, business sense, it would, business, it would make business sense, but it would just be... I'll just... Per me, personally, would just be like, whatever. Dude. And dude... How how much of a you problem? had an interesting route? You decided to take the safer, more like more bad route. Uh, yep, that's WWE for you. Just think of it though, Survivor Series. You have uh, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, and Shayna Baszler beating down on Bailey and um, and Becky. Then you have Sasha come out. She gets taken out. Um, Charlotte comes out. I just then, don't think it's that. And then all of a sudden, Ronda's music hits. People are gonna fucking be like, "Oh my god, Ronda's here!" <sighs> I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but like, sure, whatever. I, I just think she's going to get a huge pop no matter when she comes back. And she's going to have something. They have to do that four horsewoman match that's too eventually bad. because that's, they keep calling them the four horsewomen. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, I think I honestly feel like it would just be a lot more interesting if it's just Becky and Shayna because they're they kind of well, th- that, that promo segment between those two. They they gelled together real nicely. You're in you're a big fan of like singles, pure wrestling, you know, like pure wrestling, Puro, like Japanese. Yeah, stuff. sure. But no, like I know I'm, I've known you for almost three years now. And I've noticed that you like one-on-one matches where there's like good build. There's no random stipulations. Very traditional. You know, I'm a very traditional sense. You know, I like to keep things as old fashioned as possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Power, power possible. Um, Last match. Shayna should win this. Shayna should win. Last match. Brock Lesnar versus... Uh, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> why did you have to? Why did you have to be a little super macho and big about Brock Lesnar? And you just got to fart out Rey Mysterio's name. Rey Mysterio. I think Rey Mysterio is going to win, dude. I hope. I actually do hope he wins this because who the fuck does Brock have after this? No one. Yeah, no they one. should. Rey Mysterio should honestly win this and run this back. Like you could have, and Brock gets his, gets his win back. Say like Royal Rumble. No, you know, no, no. Gets, Brock doesn't. gets his win back no. in Royal Rumble against Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio wins the title. Give him a sh- like a two month reign. I don't want that. I, I kind of do want this because what he's fighting for the uh, he's fighting to avenge the death of his son. Yes, Dominic is dead. Uh, it's not his son, have, man. And then for him to lose, like, come on, come well, the fuck on. You know, I we I talked about this on Slack about how Dominic turning on his father. Um, and you think it's a dumb idea and uh, it is yep. random, but it is a very WWE thing to do. Like, remember <laughs> it's dumb, but then it's WWE. So it'll probably happen. So, um, you know, him coming down, looking at Brock with a chair and then turning around and hitting his dad with it. I think they're just going to have, I think they're just going to have that moment where Rey Mysterio has nothing to worry about. He, he has nothing to be ashamed about. He took Brock Lesnar to the limit in a no holds barred match, but Brock Lesnar wins anyway. Blah, blah, he blah. got the rub. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. That's because that's what Rey Mysterio needs, rubs. Uh, um, you're going Brock Lesnar? I want I, I want Rey Mysterio to win. And I think, and honestly, like, I am so behind this program, too, because of how much, how strong they made Rey Mysterio so far, or at least relatively speaking. Yeah. He's not like a fucking geek. He's been cutting these fire-ass promos where it makes me want to believe in him to win. And don't you want that in a fucking, in any wrestling match? I want a uh, heel Rey Mysterio after this. In, like, remember? He just, all did, he does is use the pipe. Did you see him on Raw? He's like, I got this pipe. Like, it's, but he it was, works. He was I can't like, believe it. I haven't been. I can't believe I've just been wrestling these. Re, like, I've been doing these Hurricane Ranas all my career. I could just win with a fucking pipe. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, he was wearing like a hoodie something. and jeans, and like in the promo he was doing it. It looks so. He had the mask on. It just looked so fucking cool. I'm just like, dude, just wear fucking that around and just t- attack people with that. Make a team with Samoa Joe. Do I got some in my nose? No, no, oh, that, thought, that's me picking my. Oh, I thought nose. you were trying to. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> whatever, dude. It's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're on video. <laughs> hey, dude. They can hear the booger. Uh, yeah, I'm going Rey Mysterio. You're going Brock Lesnar. So I hope Rey wins. That would be that would at least be interesting. And God knows they need something interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that about does it here for us. I think right? a colossal B show. Yeah, the well, B stands for big. I don't. Do, do you even want to know how much time has passed? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at pictures of Priscilla Kelly right now. It's because she posts stuff on Instagram. Hey, I hope. She, she I hope does. Darby Allen's all right because he's he got killed in that match. Uh, yeah, yeah she's gorgy and I'm a gorger, so I probably can't talk. And plus, she's with Darby Allen. So. Uh, just have a sip of that water, dude. <laughs> psst, psst, psst. I don't know what anyway. that noise was. Anyways, B guys, show. B show. Uh, thank you for staying with us. Um, no matter for the whole show. If you did, if you didn't make it, you know what? Hey, oh well. <laughs> More power to you. You know. You know. All right, guys. Uh, thank next you. Very much. Next thank week. Thank you. But next week, uh, uh, it's very Thanksgiving. special Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe an it's gonna be an earlier episode. Of course, we're it not is. gonna be doing it fucking this time next week. We got families. We got so, we got lives to lead. You know, it's, we next got, week. There's something more to it than watching fucking wrestling. Next week is the uh, after Thanksgiving episode. Yes, the, thanks, before, the before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, not the Thanksgiving Eve. Just making sure I make it, make myself sound clear. You know. Whatever. Duh. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks, Billy. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna get out of here for City Wrestling Radio. I'm Corey Smith, and I'm Michael Vergara, and we will see you next time. Take care and have a wonderful evening. A little bit of the bubbly.